What does a man who has been in business for 33 years do when his daughters want to start working with him? We're about to find out. Get ready for the real estate show that takes you across the barriers and into the danger zone. That Bitchin' Real Estate Podcast with your host, Tenacious T. Okay, thank you for joining me today. This is Kimberly Toko, Tenacious T, with my special guests. Jim Dunning, owner and broker of Keller Williams Arizona Realty and one of the members of the Dunning Real Estate team. Nice. Alex Dunning, uh, licensed real estate agent uh, with Keller Williams. Excellent. Jordan Dunning, um, real estate agent with Keller Williams, also on the Dunning team. And um, there's a similar last name here. Mm -hmm. Can we assume that you're all related? (laughs) Yes, they are my two daughters. And um, although I tried to talk them out of getting into this crazy business, they have both followed me into the wonderful world of real estate. And can I, Alex, can I get your name? I'm sorry, your age. Sure, I'm 23. 23 years old. I'm 21. 21 and 23, beautiful ages to get started in real estate, I must say. But let's dig into that just a little bit with your father. From what I understand, you've been doing this for 33 years, but a broker owner for 22 years. That's correct. Uh, Started in the new home business uh, with a company called UDC Homes. Sold for them for a number of years, and then uh, sales manager, division manager, switched companies, went to uh, Diamond Key Homes, and then uh, opened up Keller Williams Arizona Realty uh, in 2002, and it's uh, it's been great. So uh, Alex was born in '96, Jordan '98, so they have been around um, this r- crazy real estate world. They're pretty much their whole lives. So one of the reasons why I felt it very important to bring you on today on 11.11, I find it really interesting when you have a drive to be successful, it consumes you. Mm -hmm. And I would say that is you to a T. Yeah, I'm definitely competitive and, um, you know, competitive in sports and in business and and golf and and anything and and I think both my daughters um, got that as part of their DNA and, and both were um, really good soccer players and and now they're switching that focus to to the real estate world which again we instill our dreams into our children and what we would like to see them do success wise but I want to take you girls back to when you were younger and I'll use the perfect example of me being a one woman show in real estate and podcast my poor twins I am the last person they want to spend time with because I'm always consumed with it and how was that when you guys were younger obviously you're very proud of your father but when success consumes you what did you notice when you grew up? Did it drive you to want to be like him? Or were you kind of like my twins were like, I'm going to go play with the fun person today? <laughs> well, it was really interesting because 
like we said, growing up, pretty much from the time we were born, he's been in the business. So from the time we could walk, from the time I can remember, we were going with him to listing appointments, to show open houses, things like that. And so I love that. I do the same thing with my twins. <laughs> yeah. Like they're running around and slamming doors and I'm just like threatening them within an inch of their life, but they still do it anyway. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, so it sounds like that was a huge influence on you. It definitely was. It became a uh, second nature. It was just very uh like when I first got into the business it just I didn't have to really adjust mm -hmm. it just was something that came pretty naturally yeah. Yeah. showing houses and and things like that so um definitely helped being able to watch that and Jordan for you I mean yeah I definitely agree I mean I remember going um to show when my dad would go show listings and you know I'd be in the back seat of the car and yeah yeah it was always really fun and you know something he kind of instilled on us when we were really young is you know give it your all give it your best or you know don't really do it yeah. you know like what's the point if you're not giving it your all so I mean he was always there at all of our games supporting mm -hmm. us and that was always a big thing you know knowing that our dad's always going to be there and you know, when I wrote my first contract and had any Aww. questions, you know, I was like, hey, dad, you know, yeah. and he was, you know, so excited, so encouraging, so supportive. And it's just always nice to know that you can rely on someone like that. I think that's the beauty of our business in real estate is that we can share it with our family. Mm -hmm. And Jim, um, was that important to you to be able to have a career that you knew your family could grow with and be involved with? You know, it wasn't a factor uh, for me to get into real estate. I got into real estate um, because because of the fact that I, I had some friends that were selling real estate and were were really successful. And um, I came to Arizona to get my master's in business at Arizona State. And most of my friends were going to work for uh, accounting firms or consulting firms and and they were doing these, you know, these corporate jobs and a white shirt and tie and 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 long grueling hours and and I just I, I just wanted uh, something that had a little more entrepreneurial feel to it. Yeah. And so real estate is just the perfect fit for that type of person. And um, and it, it just it just was uh, a blast. And you could, you know, like in many sales positions, your your income is only limited by how successful, how hard you work, and how yes. smart you work, right? Yeah. And so, um, uh, you know, uh, it, it is terrifying uh, to to start a, a job where you have no salary and and there's there's no oh, yeah. there's no safety net, right? It is it is make it or or go hungry, right? And uh, <laughs> And so, uh, but what I what I learned is is by studying and learning and, and continuing to to go to training events and, and try to become better and better and try to become a better person that um, success just kind of shows up if you if you work really hard at it. So, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit. Let's take a single parent that um, comes to you. They have a job currently but they want to do the same thing. They see the success in real estate. They see that they can become an entrepreneur, but they have no money, they have no funds. What do you tell that person? Boy, that's a, uh, that's a, a tricky one. And what I basically would tell them is that you, you have to find um, some 
source, whether it's a um, it's a home equity loan or something. But you really need uh, to be smart. You really need to have about six months in the bank account uh, uh, of living expenses covered before you jump into this business. Um, especially if it's a single mom, right? So you've mm-hmm. got other mouths to feed. When I started, I, I didn't have that. Um, I was here, uh, I was by myself, but, but it was one of those things where I knew that I could work 80 hours a week if I had to. Yeah. Uh, and there was nobody else that was going to be hurt if I didn't succeed. So, but for a single mom, I would say, you know, uh, or, or anybody, you know, about six months is how long it, it takes mm-hmm. to really get the, the, the pump primed and, and, the, and the income flowing on a, on a regular basis. We did have somebody recently, um, Jackie Grant is an agent in our office, and, and she, was, uh, she worked in a dental office for 25 years. And uh, she came to work for us and transitioned out of that and, and started her real estate business while working that job. So it was a very hectic time for her working two jobs. But uh, after about six months, she said, you know what, I- I'm, I'm good. I've got enough clients. I have enough uh, backlog that I- I've resigned my job in the dental office after 25 years to nice. go to work in real estate full time. And she's just killing it and uh, just, a, just a, a great lady in our office. I think that is very wise to advise anyone, don't give up your job yet. Start establishing the groundwork. There's a lot of education in that first few months of becoming a real estate agent, and you really have to absorb that. And you're a great leader in that, or else you wouldn't be a business owner. How many um, do you have? You have the one Keller Williams franchise? So I actually own uh, two, two. Uh, the, the one here in Scottsdale, and we have uh, satellite offices in Fountain Hills and Payson and the Air Park, and we have about uh, 300 agents mm-hmm. in, in that brokerage. And then I um, just this last year we bought the Keller Williams office in Prescott, mm-hmm. and so it's oh, a great market. It. So we've <laughs> got a, awesome. yeah, we've got about <laughs> eighty agents up there. So um, and it's great. And, and, and you're right. Thank you very much for the for the kind words. Um, I think that what Alex and Jordan spoke of earlier is the fact that having been around real estate so much that when they got into it, you know, they knew how to, what open houses looked like. They knew right. um, what it was like to work with a buyer and, and make sure that they're qualified so you're not taking them out and showing them houses for right. two weeks and then you find out that they are bankrupt and have no money and can't buy a house. Right. And, and that does happen. It, it does. It does happen. <laughs> it does. It's, and it, no offense against the one. I mean, honestly, I think a lot of clients don't realize that there is an intensive, we're going to call it background check before you can get your loan. And so they start shopping first and right. then they try to qualify. But as a seasoned agent and a leader in, in your group um, and your brokerage, um, wise words. It sounds like you take a lot of your agents on, your family on, um, as that leader and as that coach. Well, I, I think that um, you know Keller Williams uh, really has a, a fantastic training program. I've, mm-hmm. I've got an amazing staff at, at both my offices. Um, uh, you know, and, and and they are they are really the people that deserve all the credit because they are productivity coaches and are um, you know are managing brokers. Yes. Kate Matson does just an amazing job over over there, and just. Just really, really great staff. Susan Grass, um, who is our agent services person, is and has been with me for ten years. Um, I mean, she really sets the tone for the whole office. My even my daughters would, and they're, they're, <laughs> our staff is amazing. I, I I I really deserve very little of their credit. I've just assembled a a really really good team. 
Well, uh, we're going to give you credit for assembling that team. <laughs> There's an old saying that you can wear too many hats, and it sounds like over the years your father has been taking off some of those hats and handing them to other people. What roles do you guys see yourselves taking as you advance in your career? Do you see yourselves in that leadership role? Do you see yourselves becoming coaches for the younger generation? Because I'm looking at you guys, you're going to be the leaders of my children. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Alex. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I got my license three years ago. And since that time, I've had a lot of friends, people I've gone to school with that have wanted to get into the industry. And there's plenty of agents and people to talk to, but they really want to know what that experience is like for someone our age, someone who's just graduated mm -hmm. or still in school. Um, and so... I think being able to help people out in that sense is really rewarding. And yeah. then um, I've had a couple of friends join Keller Williams, which nice. is really great. So I can definitely see myself getting into um, one of those roles, um, mm -hmm. productivity coach, team leader, love maybe somewhere it. in the future. Hard love to tell it. now, but I definitely love to do I something like that. I can see that fire in your eyes, too. It's <laughs> lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Jordan. Um, definitely not um, at the very top like that at all. I'm definitely more of a follower than a leader. And that's okay. That's, I, that's absolutely okay. Yeah, I enjoy helping people as much as I can. Mm -hmm. So kind of like what Alex said, I could definitely see myself as a coach or maybe assistant team leader or something. But I mean, just helping the people that are close to me is important, but definitely would not want to be in a big leadership. Well, women of role. strength in this industry, you mm -hmm. know, you, just by example, even if you were to run your own business exactly the way you want to run it and not take any sort of follow, uh, leadership position, mm -hmm. that sets a beautiful example, too, because you are putting yourself first and you have to take care of yourself self first in order to take mm -hmm. care of others. And it's, it's all a team effort. You know, like my dad was saying about the staff, you know, mm -hmm. everything that everybody brings to the table just makes it all work. Love it. Yeah. So and I'll just jump in and, and um, you know, Alex graduated from Arizona State University uh, just last year. So the first couple of years in real estate, she was a full-time student at Arizona mm -hmm. State. Jordan is a full-time student at Arizona State. So, you know, they're, they're full-time students, um, I mean, and working with buyers. And, and that's really their main role on the team is, nice. is really working with the buyers. And, you know, the, when they first started out working and I would give them um, or introduce them to some clients that were looking in the in the lower price points. But they both have worked with buyers in the over $1 million price point. And I, and I have heard nothing but fantastic reviews from all of all of the people that they've worked with, you know, that they're knowledgeable and they're mm -hmm. insightful and they, and they point out things in, in the houses and neighborhoods that uh, the buyers didn't think about or didn't see. And so uh, I really have, um, I, I have no uh, reservations whatsoever about ha having them handle any buyer that I have that, that comes to me. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate having been in the business a long time. Most of our, our clients are, all of our clients really are referral based. And so, uh, but but people come to us and, and they're looking for anywhere, you know, from a $200,000 house to a, to a $3 million or $4 million house. Mm -hmm. And, and my, I know for sure that if I'm out of town or or something, uh, um, that either of my daughters can work with any buyers that we have on our team. I will tell you, uh, having come from nothing when I first started in the business, not even two pennies to rub together, 
I treated my clients who were buying the $200,000 homes exactly the same way I was, as I was treating the clients with the $2 million home. The key to anything is doing the research, having the knowledge before you show them, and listening. Mm -hmm. it, it comes natural from there. I have a few famous questions I'd like to ask you, and we're going to have your daughters chime in on oh these as well. <laughs> so I want you guys to all think of an MLS listing. You're typing out your listing, and you're really trying to make it pop. Jim, what is your favorite word? <laughs> oh, boy. That's, um, that's a good one. Amazing, amazing, st stunning, stunning, exquisite. <laughs> nice. That was Jordan. Modern. Modern. Gorgeous. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's a good. good well, we, we use a lot of them, obviously, and, <laughs> and um, we, you know we're, we're fortunate. We've got some. We've got some really good listings. We just closed one last week. Um, yeah, and Choya. That was that was just a absolutely gorgeous modern. Farmhouse, Farm yeah. It, were those your keywords? Gorgeous mm -hmm. motto. Oh, I like yeah. it. That's yeah. nice. It's awfully sexy, too. Um, let's go to what is your least favorite word? What word do you hate when you're reading a listing and you're like, oh, my God, did they really use that? Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing's Alex? kind of overused a little bit. It, it amazing. is. Ama amazing is overused. People, yeah. I love that word. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> People will say new. People will drop new in mm. there a lot. They'll mm -hmm. say, you know, new appliances, new fridge, and you go back and you're like, they're, they put this they're, in here. They're like 12 years, years old. old. Yeah. <laughs> so people like to drop that word in a little yeah. bit too frequently. That's yeah. when we say newer. Newer. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, spacious sometimes gets overused, right? Oh, you know, you're in a 900-square-foot condo. It, there's nothing about it that's spacious. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful, and it's, people need need those spaces and it, it could be the perfect condo for a perfect buyer but it's not spacious right. <laughs> well in new york that's very spacious you're, you're right you're right. however we are in arizona yes all right so i want to take you to a place where you're waking up in the morning or maybe even you're struggling to get through something what turns you on what flicks that switch and makes you say Mm, I'm going to move forward today. What is your turn on? What is that thing you do? Um, so for me, I um, I read a book uh, several years ago called The Miracle Morning by Hal mm. Alred, and uh, I, I'm just a, a big, big proponent of that book. It's uh, a, a morning ritual that basically takes an hour, and, and you do six things for 10 minutes each, which is 60 minutes, right? So you have a little timer on your iPhone, you put it on for 10 minutes, and so... Um, uh, if I can just run through it, it it's uh, the acronym is SAVERS. It's S A V E R S, and it's so S is uh, S is silence or 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 prayer. And so I usually end up uh, reading uh, reading part of the Bible, um, and then A is affirmations. And so I do some nice. affirmations. Uh, v is visualization, um, and that was that was a really hard one for me because I used to not believe in vision boards, and now I'm a, mm -hmm. a huge proponent of vision boards. I think they they work amazing. Um, e is for exercise, and um, R is for reading. So just read for ten minutes, and then S is for scribing or or journaling. And yeah. and again, that's a really hard one for me to do is to sit down and actually write for for even ten minutes. It's just it, it, it's tough, and I don't do it 
every day, but I do try to do it a couple times a week or or, or, or more. Um, and I usually do the exercise at the end. I usually try to do those first five, and then I'll try to get to the gym or, or go do yoga or something. But nice. I, I think if if you have if you get up in the morning and, and you start your day with some of that positive reinforcement um, and, and some quiet time to reflect on the day and and do do some praying or or, 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 or reading praying and reading, um, it just kind of sets the day up right. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I get up before anyone else and enjoy that coffee because I'm a bit of a grump in the morning, but I do that quiet reflection. And I find that writing, the written word is very powerful. Along with a vision board, a written word can manifest. Alex, what do you? what is your thing? You're frustrated or you're stressed or maybe you get up. What is that thing that just... So that, that thing, Keller Williams actually talks about it quite a bit, and they call it the big why. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially exactly what you're talking about. It's it's why you get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's what drives you through those hard days, those hard times when you don't feel like giving it 100%. And What is your why? I think the big why is just, for someone our age, is, is just the idea of the future yeah. and just setting yourself up to have an amazing life and you know we've we've seen that and and what real estate can do for you and mm-hmm. where it can take you and the opportunities that it provides and so i think really just setting yourself up for a future where anything is possible you yeah. have a lot of opportunity is really important starting at this age absolutely and being that you you graduated uh college now yes um you've probably done plenty of reading yes (laughs) do you have a favorite book um so i'm actually reading one right now by jen sincero it's the um how to be a badass and stop doubting your greatness oh i like it or you are a badass how to stop doubting your greatness yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and um actually our our stepmom gave it to me as a Christmas present last year, and it sat on my bookshelf for about six months. And um, you know, I, I was missing that R in my life, and yeah. so I was you know opened a new book that I had that I hadn't read before, and um, it's been an amazing book. I'm I'm cool. a little bit over halfway through with it, and nice. just each chapter is so condensed and packed with so much amazing yeah. information and lessons and and guidance. Yeah. So, Jordan. Um, yeah, basically kind of what Alex said, the idea of the future. When we were younger, we were very fortunate growing up. You know, my mom, for the most part, was a stay-at-home mom, and my dad would go to work, and, you know, he'd come home, and we all have a homemade family dinner. Oh, I love it. And it was, you know, a child's dream, and that's what I want for my family and my kids in the future is just to be able to provide for them and the most important for the most important thing for me is with real estate the time that you have and you know that you can adjust your schedule you mm-hmm. can still get as many hours in as you want but you make time for what what's important in your life and how fl- that flexibility is really important time freedom and connecting with family exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah every successful person that you talk to that you read about all emphasize connection with yourself and with your family. Okay, along the same lines, what is that thing that turns you off? Either, you know, it's either the Debbie Downer or maybe it's the leaf blower, but there's usually something where you just, I'm not, that I don't want that in my life. What is that turn off for you? I don't know. 
<laughs> well, let's start with Jordan this time. <laughs> um, really, just anybody that is just brings negativity uh-huh. into my life. Yeah. Um, close-minded people mm-hmm. that you know don't think outside of the box that just wake up and just know that it's a bad day. Yeah. I and mean, you can make the whatever you want out of the day. If you're bringing that negative energy into me, it's going to impact my day. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be Choices. a part of that. Yeah. yeah. Choices. Five check. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely one of mine for sure. Yeah. But um, I think, you know, like we're saying, we're all so blessed and so fortunate mm-hmm. for what we have. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to to see the bigger picture and always yeah. be grateful for everything. Um, but kind of in that same sense, when you're surrounded by people that, that take a lot of things for granted, yes. aren't very appreciative, I, I think being grateful for what you have is just so important. And Beautiful. so I think it's important to surround yourself with people like that too. Agree. So, you know, Scottsdale's an amazing place to live. There's a lot of wealth and opportunity yeah. and, and um it's almost refreshing when you meet someone our age that's so grateful and appreciative yeah. for everything. Yeah. So I think it's important to find those people and surround yourselves with them. My son's really cute. I should introduce you guys. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the charities that I'm heavily involved in is St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah. And, and they just do an amazing job in the Valley. Um, they serve 4,700 meals a day, 365 yeah. days a year, right? And uh, my girls and I have both gone down to volunteer at at, uh, at Saint Vincent de Paul, and and when you realize that there's almost five thousand people a day getting fed by their by their kitchens, and going, yes. if if those kitchens aren't there, they go hungry. Yep. You really do um, a- appreciate how much of a an abundant lifestyle we have and and yeah. uh, Kimberly like you I grew up really poor and mm-hmm. and uh and, and one of the things that I um had been worried about uh having some success before I had my kids was that my kids didn't didn't know that and uh but they both have have shared with me that they they understand that they grew up uh, um in, in a very different world than I grew up, and yeah. they're they're very very appreciative of that. And um, what I try to instill in them, and I think they both really get, is the fact that it can all be gone tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it, there there are no promises for tomorrow. There are no guarantees. Yep. And uh, I know you've had you know a huge loss in your life. And, yeah. And uh, and and so it. People like you, and one of the things that I, I have always enjoyed about you is just your your gratitude for for every day, and it yeah. it radiates from you, and it's it's really cool. To see, oh, well, thank you. So, <laughs> um, you know, one of uh, one of the other things that you know, Alex's passion is, is the environment, right? She talks yeah. about the uh, saving the planet from the just just we're killing the planet. Yes, so, please. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, a few years ago, they were building. Uh, an oil pipeline in North Dakota, and and the the Indian tribe didn't want. They were worried about it polluting oh, yes. their, their rivers. The North mm-hmm. Dakota Access Pipeline. So she said to me, "Dad, I really want to go up there and and uh, and and protest peacefully, mm, protest." I and, love it. And so it was actually. I just happened to remember that because it was uh, on Facebook. It was three years ago. But um, so we we flew up to Minneapolis and rented a van and. Got a blow up air mattress and 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 <laughs> drove out this Indian reservation in, in North Dakota and um and, and it was a it was a really cool thing to see people come together, 
and nonviolent protest of this yeah. of this oil pipeline. But um, you know, she was like, "Hey, Dad, I'm going, and 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 I don't think you want me to go alone." So, <laughs> so that is went. something you should be very proud of that you've taught your family to serve is our calling. Yeah, when absolutely. you serve, that's where you find pure joy. Okay, now we're going to move on to one of my favorite questions. And yes, we will bleep this out and make it (laughs) (laughs) family-friendly. What is your favorite curse word? Girls, plug your ears. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know, I do do curse. Um, I I try not to. um, Mayor Jim Lane, his favorite is G's. So it can be a a G-rated one. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I... I don't know. <laughs> you know, and usually... Shucky darn. Uh, usually the amount of cursing goes proportionally up with the amount of alcohol consumed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, I, yeah, um, yeah. Girls, what would you say his favorite curse word is? And you, and we won't make you say it because... But you can say, like, mine is the F word. It, it, very easy for me to say it several times a day. Yeah, he probably says shit a lot. Yeah, he like drops yeah, something, most. forgets something. Yeah. That is a something fabulous word to yeah. use. Yeah. It's just, oh shit! Shit! Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we got our curse word in there. <laughs> okay, so again, I want to take you to a very personal place, and um, this question is going to be just for your dad. What noise or sound do you love? The ocean, without any hesitation, and and um, you know. I, I just I love being by the water, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things uh, that I'll that I'll I love about my two daughters um, is the fact that we used to go to Rocky Point a lot when they were children, nice. and <laughs> I gave them a choice um, on on their school spring breaks: Do you want to go to Disneyland or do you want to go to Rocky Point? And they both always always picked Rocky Point. Really? And I just and I love that about them. And then when they were about. I don't know, about four or five years ago, they told me, Dad, you've never taken us to Disneyland. <laughs> you picked Rocky Point every year. But So we uh, rented a, mo- uh, a motor home and went over to Disneyland once, and that was enough. It was Alex's dream. <laughs> okay. okay, it was my 18th birthday. No, no, here, was, here's the deal. You haven't gone to Disneyland with me, and I make it exciting. So we'll have to plan a big group trip. <laughs> Disneyland is my favorite as yeah. well but um yes I the like, ocean i love the beach yeah the ocean um and a lot of people don't know this but it does create a magnetic field the the move and flow that does actually connect with our heart chakras and that's why we find so much yeah. peace with the water so we are as a family going to australia uh oh, i'm so jealous yeah and yeah over christmas so we won't be here for christmas it'll be a little weird not not being home and with with other family, but all, but all six of us in our family are are all all going down to Sydney, Australia, to see my buddy Davey Ritzow. Oh my gosh! I yeah. th- there better be a lot of postings and lives, girls. I'm oh going to be stalking you I'm, for sure. I'm just hoping for some kangaroos and koalas. <laughs> we'll definitely see see some of those down there. Are you going to go backpacking and trekking with Crocodile Dundee? <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going into the outback a little bit, um, but uh, yeah, it'll be good. We'll be spending oh, a lot of time so on Bondi Beach guys. and um, 
in the ocean. I'm gonna so. maybe do some look at some open houses. Might as well <laughs> check out the the housing industry while yeah. you're down there. Could open up a Keller Williams over there. Absolutely. Run that for Dad. Okay. Makes the trip tax deductible. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> do a podcast down there. You'll be good. Um, okay. Again, along the same lines. What noise or sound do you hate? Leaf blower think? comes to lot, uh, maybe sirens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Anything that really bugs you? Nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> That's just cringy. I'll, I'll tell you mine. Whining. Yeah. Whining is again goes along with you know you got to be grateful, got to mm-hmm. have be, have gratitude. Uh, whining is one of mine. You can't think of one. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like. I think whining is a great one. I'm going to borrow that from you. Completely. I, I think that yeah, there's just no reason, right? right? If if you're not happy, then change it. Change your environment. Mm-hmm. Change your surroundings. Change the people you hang around with. Whatever is is not good, you have the power and the ability to fix it. So yeah. stop. You know, if something bad happens. Great. You know, you got 30 seconds to to bitch about it. Mm-hmm. After that. Get over it and let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, again. It's a choice. You yeah. have a choice to sit in your whining, wallow, wallow <laughs> in your despair. Yes. But or you have a chance to, to get up and, and fix it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I I'm not a I'm not a big fan of whining. Yeah. I think whining might be the perfect <laughs> answer for me. Good. Um, okay, so take real estate off the charts. There, okay. There's no such thing as real estate. Okay. What profession would you do? Take yourself back to like your dream job. And again, real estate's out of it. What did you want to do, say in high school, college, and what would be your dream job? Uh, boy. Um, so a couple of them. Um, you know, I, I wanted, uh, when I was younger, when I was really young, I wanted to play professional football. I think a lot, nice. of, a lot of young boys have that. Wasn't really big enough to do that or fast enough um and then i uh, i thought about being a sports agent so you're still around <laughs> the like game and, 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 and so forth but, um there's a lot of uh, seediness to that mm-hmm. industry and that business that that just kind of turned turned me off to it yeah. so um but i don't know um what do you think girls what would he, what what would he be really good professional at? golfer yeah. PGA Tour. PGA Tour, yeah. Isn't he pretty much that now? Yeah. <laughs> he, he likes to think so. Yeah. Only on Fridays. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Friday afternoons. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that um, I think that sports teaches so many lessons, mm-hmm. right? And, and and there's just so many things. And, and, and I just, uh, uh, how to win, how to lose gracefully, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to try harder. Yeah. And, um, it just is it's a great thing. One of my all-time uh, favorite speeches is uh, Jimmy Valvano's speech on um, the ESPYs, right? So Jimmy's okay. dying of cancer, and he just talks about how, how, to, how to live every day. And, uh, boy, if, if anyone's listening to this and you haven't listened to Jimmy Valvano's speech— um, I haven't. I'm going to have to listen is, to it. It is. You will cry. You will cry, nice. and it is. Uh, I'll cry if I stop. <laughs> don't stop talking about. It. But yeah, it's amazing. But sports is sports is great. And I'm just. Um, I was so happy that um, that the kids loved to play sports and and uh, and and worked hard at it, and we're both uh, really good at it. Yeah, because uh, besides Jason, my other children are artsy. They don't. They're not into sports, but I'm okay with that too. Yeah, it's right. a great right. field. Okay, now I want you to think about. Um, it could be a person that's 
dead or alive, celebrity, uh, musician, influencer, who would you have dinner with and why? Oh, it's 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 easy for me. It's my dad. Oh, yeah, I love it. He, he passed away uh, very unexpectedly. He was sixty years old, had a massive heart attack, and uh, um, yeah, he was my hero. So, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, I tend right. to make people yeah. cry a little bit no, on this show. Uh, um, no, I miss him. Tell us, was uh, what did he do? Uh, so he um, he owned um, the largest dojo martial arts school in Chicago. Wow! And so. Um, and so he, he, he just, he, he ran that. And so he had, he was a very, very, uh, hard disciplinarian mm-hmm. and, um, and, and pushed, uh, everybody to get the best out of themselves. Right. And, and yeah. so, um, but he was, he was, he was, uh, an outdoorsman. He loved to fish and he loved to hunt and he just, um, he really lived life on his own terms and, and yeah. he was, um, uh, a self-taught man. He had only gone to one year of high school before he dropped out. And yeah. uh, but one of the, you know, he, he was a, he was a very smart businessman, and um, uh, he just uh, he just was was a a guy that I always when I moved down here uh, to go to school, you know, and started in my business world uh, in real estate. I would I would always call him for advice and and to talk over stuff and uh, and and so, um, but yeah. There's something very special about a person who relied completely on themselves to create a life for themselves. And it's it's a hunger that you can't teach, but he's passed that on to you and yeah. you pass that on to your kids. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, no, he was he was he was a he was a great guy and um and taught me uh a, a lot about a lot about life and 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 so was he a badass like Bruce Lee? <laughs> no, he was. He was. He was. Um, he was only like five nine, one sixty or so, and and uh, but he was just uh, he was just somebody that you just didn't want to mess with. He right. just had that. Right. He just had that fire that. fire in him, and and uh, and so and he but and, and he, you know and he he was my sensei. He was my coach, and mm-hmm. and I competed a lot uh, around the country, and, and and he was just having him in my corner. Um, I really, I really felt like there's, there's no way I can lose. I got, I got, I can't let my dad down. And, and, and. Don't you, know, you find it interesting too, in that discipline, when we think about, um, the, the martial arts and, and the ancient warriors in times of the past, it all comes down to that quiet moment of meditation, balancing your mind before you move forward. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. really does. It all, it all comes to calming the inside mm-hmm. before you do whatever on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really, it was, it, it was good stuff. Really yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I was really, really fortunate that that was my, you know, the, the avenue my dad took and, and he did it because he loved it and he was, he was very passionate about it and he did it in uh, Bridgeport, Chicago, which was a, a very racially mixed, a very racially diverse mm-hmm. uh, area. And so um, I grew up uh, in a, in the suburbs, but I would go down there to train. And so uh, it was just, it was a great, Eye opener for me uh, to see people of, of of different races and different different colors that uh, you know you you don't even see that when you're on the mat when you're on the mat right. it's it's what's in your heart what's in your gut right and yeah. uh, how can and, I serve and, yeah and how can I serve and and, yeah. and uh, just uh, yeah uh, this world will be a, a much much better place when people start stop thinking in terms of races mm-hmm. and, and oh, we're, totally we're, we're all we're all human it doesn't matter what 
together as one. Yeah, yeah, together as one, man. Well, the, it, this time went by really, really fast. I could sit here and talk to you for like another hour. <laughs> but uh, again, thank you for joining me. This is Kimberly Toko, Tenacious T. Jim Dunning with Keller Williams, Arizona Realty. Alex Dunning with Keller Williams, Arizona Realty. Short and Dunning with the Dunning team at Keller Williams, Arizona Realty. And how do they get a hold of you, Jim? Um, and you can call 602-561-2245 or email jimd at kw.com. And um, all three of us would, would love to help uh, people uh, buy uh, their next house or sell their current house. And you just heard a testament to their heart condition, so obviously you're in good hands. It is not what you go through. It is how you come through it. Stars driving down the boulevard at night Playing cool, play on repeat Watching people on the street as I go by